When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Everything is Black and White podcast, brought to you by Chronicle Live, bringing you the latest insight on everything to do with Newcastle United. You can find us on iTunes, Acast, Spotify, or most podcast providers. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Musgrove, joined by our football editor, Mark Douglas. He is about 30 to 40 miles away from me. Obviously, we're both working out of the office due to the coronavirus epidemic. But nonetheless, we're going to try and bring you a couple of podcasts. We keep you up to date with what we know, as well as some light-hearted episodes, like our unpopular opinions, of which the first episode dropped earlier this week. So yesterday it was announced that football in the United Kingdom would not restart until at least April the 30th due to coronavirus. Mark, it was an announcement we were expecting. It was inevitable given what is going on elsewhere in the country, elsewhere in everybody's lives. But nonetheless, disheartening to hear that we've got another delay um, to the Premier League restarting. Yeah, I don't think they've got any other any other option at all other than to, to just basically delay for a little bit. You know, I think I think from speaking to, to Newcastle a few times, I think they, they're very aware of the fact that anything that they do now has to be... Um, has to be t- has to be done with the, the, an acknowledgement that the country's going through uh, an unprecedented disruption. People's lives are going to change, and unfortunately, people's lives are going to be lost in this. And I think all the Premier League clubs and, and Newcastle in particular are sort of sitting back and thinking, you know, we don't want it to seem as if we're a priority in this. But by the same token, I think they do know as well that you know there are a lot there is an urgency about getting football back on because it's a big industry. People's lives revolve around it. And I think that they'll want to get football back on before June. I think April the um, 30th is, in my opinion, totally unrealistic. It won't be, I don't think, back uh, before then. And I know we've seen um, people in Spain talking about mid-May. Um, I think that's optimistic as well, given the complete disruption that we've got um, we've got in the, in the league at the moment. So it's, it's left a bit of uncertainty, but I actually felt that the way that they went about it was the right way um you know there's no need to take any decisions just yet the, the whole um the whole temperature of the country at the moment is you know is one of uncertainty isn't it so football's football's a part of that um i think we'll probably see we'll we'll see this season finished i i do think that you know it, it could be that we see it finished in the winter it, it could be, it could be that far but i do think they'll finish this season um and i do think we'll have an fa cup as well and it might be then that next season's either curtailed or um, you know, it's, it's changed somehow, but I, I think we'll see the season finish. Um, just when and how, I don't think any of us know yet. Yeah, and again, you know, it, it's it's just doesn't feel right at the moment to be talking about it. But but I think it's the right thing to do. I, I don't think, you know, I know people have talked about considering the season null and void. But if if you're going to get football back on, then you need to get it back on from where from where we finished. You can't you can't just stop the season and and um, and leave all those questions unanswered. Um, and as long as as long as they do it all at the same time, so the EFL kicks off at the same time and 
it's all done together, then I don't think it, it should necessarily be a problem. But I think, you know, football has to confront the fact that every every single aspect of our life is probably, you know, going to gonna change in the next few months. Um, and, and the chances are that by the time this is all finished, we'll all have a different way of doing things and a different way of looking at things. And football can't change. It's going to be seismic for the game. Absolutely seismic. Um, clubs might go out of business. And I think, you know, the, the, the kind of, the way that clubs have spent and the way that clubs operate is is um you know is going to change some unsustainable things are probably going to be uh, you know are going to be proved that way and and maybe you know Newcastle United and the way that they're run um might actually be be a, you know a, a model that others might look at I'm not suggesting the way that Ashley is necessarily run the club might be but the sustainability argument which is always the one that Newcastle have had might actually be the the one that wins the day in the end now, if you read the statement from the Premier League, from the FA, there seems to be a real desire to get this season finished. Their own rules state that the season has to finish by June the 3rd, but the FA have extended that indefinitely, which means there's plenty of time to get this campaign done and dusted. And that includes the FA Cup too. There does seem to be a want to get that competition finished, which is great news for Newcastle United, who were due to face Manchester City in the quarterfinal this weekend. Now, if we look at Premier League sides training, there was a story carried yesterday that Spurs are training as normal at their training ground, whereas Newcastle have gone for very much safety first. They closed their doors last week for a minimum of two weeks. They give uh, the players uh, individual training plans, and it's great to see that the players are sticking to that. You can see it on their Instagram that they're doing that. But Mark, What's your uh, opinion on how Newcastle have approached this crisis? Yeah, I think Newcastle are meant to be back in 10 days' time, but I, I'm, I doubt that. I mean, my kind of, you know, what, what I'm hearing is that that could be pushed back now that they know that the season's not going to start until April the 30th. Um, I think it was suggested in a national newspaper last week that, that, you know, the training ground, the way that it's set out is sort of conducive to bugs being passed on. Now, you know, we all know the training ground needs to improve. It needs to be better. Um, but, but you know, I, it's, it should be noted that Paul Casson, the doctor at Newcastle, has been ahead of the game in this a little bit. He was he was talking about banning handshakes six, seven weeks ago when people were kind of like, well, what good does that do? And now we we all know very well what, what good that does. So um, I think that they're they're going to be, you know, they're going to be off for another few weeks. I don't think it's they're, they're going to be back for a while. Um, and it'll just be down to individual clubs. Um, like however, it, however you 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 approach this, whether you approach it as um, you know we're, we're coming back in May or April or whenever, I think it's going to be almost like a mini pre-season required before the season starts um, because the players' fitness will have dropped, match match sharpness will have dropped, and um, you know as, as as much as we'd like to think that you know they can just jump back straight back into it, I, I think that's that's unlikely. Um, and it may be a bit of a run-up before then as well. Um, obviously, they've all got their individual plans. I'm assuming they're sticking to that as well. Newcastle are, you know, one of the better clubs in terms of um, the way that they monitor players' fitness. You know, we we know that they they work with Orico, one of the um, an Irish firm that that work with NASA and the NBA um, to sort of monitor players' individual fitness levels. So th- they should be further ahead than than some of the other clubs, but. Um, but you know, in terms of when they come back to training, it could be a few weeks. It could be a few weeks away. I think. Um, but I think what we probably will see from Newcastle is some more communication in the next few weeks. I would expect Steve Bruce to talk. You know, he's a guy who knows about the community. He'll 
uh, you know, I, I think the lads who were at the press conference said that he, he he sort of ended the final press conference, you know, sort of saying, "Oh, you know what? What? You know, this is this is crazy." You know, he, he knows he's aware of the impact it's going to have on society. So it wouldn't surprise me if Newcastle try and do something to help. Um, it's just a bit soon at the moment. I think that they're, they're, they're like everybody, just waiting to see what happens next. Now, the local food bank have benefited in a way from this crisis because they were given items that were going to be on sale during the Sheffield United game. The food, the pies, the milk, they were donated by the club, which is great to see, great to see that community spirit. Now, back to football and matters. The question on a lot of people's lips is about the expiry of contracts. There are a few players in that United side, the likes of Javi Manquillo, who would have been hoping to seal a new deal. And the question is, what happens if the season restarts and goes beyond their current contract? It'll be the same for several players in the Premier League. Mark, any idea what could happen here? Well, I think the simple answer to that at the moment is that, that nobody knows. There's been a few proposals put forward. One of them is that players may sign week-to-week contracts. Um, another one is that those contracts simply um, simply do do become void. You know, and that, that's that's un, un, um, unavoidable. And then it, then it may be up to the players themselves to decide whether they want to sign uh, week-to-week contracts or they want to go elsewhere um, because there might be a bit of a, a market for free agents at that point. Um, I, I think I think that you you almost have to extend those contracts. You have to say. Um, with the players, um, with the players' kind of consent, you you have to block extend the contracts to the end of the season. I think that's the only way that it can possibly work because otherwise you're going to have a huge churn of players who are out of contract at the end of the season. Newcastle have got a few. Um, Matty Longstaff is one. Um, although I'm hope you know I think they'll they'll hope to use this break to maybe to maybe push that one forward. Um, but it, it's it's going to be a very difficult one. I, I think short term contract extensions will end up being the solution. But at the moment, nobody has an answer to that. Now, when the season does restart, there has been talk that in the extreme circumstance, up to three games could be played in one day. So that's six teams and it would take place down in the Midlands behind closed doors. Mark, is that something that you can imagine happening just to see the season finished? I think it's unlikely. Um, I just feel that at the moment there's a, that they'll... Teams will want to get their their games on at their um you know at, at their stadiums. They they won't they won't. I think if you, if you talk about sending everybody down to the Midlands to play games, is there not a case that if we're talking about not having everybody in the same space at the time and you know does that work? I wonder whether it might be that I mean the games will I think will be behind closed doors at first um, unless you know unless this has gone a lot better than the the, the current scientists think so. Um, I think it's going to be behind closed doors. I think that it may be three games in a week, but will the PFA want to do that? Because they'll know that players, you know, especially you've just talked there about players being out of contract. Will those players who are out of contract want to play three games in a week, potentially get injured, and and um, and suffer for their for their for the long term? I think what you'll probably see when the games return is, you know, the maybe that um, you know a mix of under twenty three players getting involved in games as well. It won't look like the Premier League that we that we've had so far this season for this the rest of this these games anyway, unless we're we're out of the worst of what's happening, and then um, and and then it and then it potentially would be. But you know, reading what the scientists are saying, reading what the the government are saying at the moment, I think it's very unlikely that we're going to be back to normal um, in three months' time. I think it's going to be 
longer than that, maybe towards the end of the year that we're, we're talking in terms of life becoming normal again, unless some hero can find a vaccine somewhere. So it's going to have a profound impact on football. Um, but I think at the moment, you know, speaking selfishly, I would just like that distraction. <laughs> just like, you know, even if it's behind closed doors, I mean, we were all talking last week about football behind closed doors isn't really football. Um, but God, it feels more like something we'd want now than, than, than ever before, you know, so my hope would be that, yeah, it would it would be that that, that is, you know, the, the kind of not the best case scenario, but the, the, the best of the worst case scenarios. Now, Rafa Benitez has returned to China with Dalian. He was in Spain with his side. They went for pre-season back in January. And this is when the coronavirus really took hold in China. And obviously, the epicenter has switched now to Europe and it has been deemed safe to return to China. But that means they've been in lockdown here in Europe for three months and that really gives a bit of insight into just how long we may have to wait for this virus to calm down, for this to be at an end and it to be deemed safe for football in this country to restart. Yeah, you've got to be realistic. I know we, we, we all we all want it to, to finish, you know, we all we all want this to be over, but we're right at the start of it. Um and I think that, you know, the main thing at the moment is that look we've we've all got to support each other we've all got to be there for each other and and you know the food bank I, I spoke to this week if every Newcastle fan can donate something to that then then that would be fantastic but I think you know as much as we want life to return to normal it, it, it isn't going to soon so you know it, it, we just have to do what what's being asked of us at the moment and and there's no you know I know some people have said well you know the pubs aren't shut so we should be going for a pint and we just can't do it you know we've we've got to do what's asked of us at the moment and when football comes back it will be a fantastic moment and we've just got to think about that and think about what what that's going to feel like when it comes back rather than thinking about you know well I I can't cope with it at the moment because it is going to be difficult but but we'll be here you know we've talked about it and and and, you know it, it is it is about making sure that people know that football the power of football can potentially change change things you know and and i hope that we'll see premier league clubs announcing things that they're going to do for their communities soon i, I get the impression from newcastle that's something they want to do um and, and i really hope that, that, that they do do that at the moment because we all need an outlet at the moment we all need to feel like we can do something because we're all cooped up in our front rooms um and probably probably feeling pretty uncertain about things at the moment i've just paused my Sky Sports subscription because they're they're offering you the chance to do that. You don't you don't have to pay for it until the live football comes back. With Sky are doing that, then where's the where's it going to come from? Where's the money going to come from for for them to do that? You know, they're a business like everybody else. I mean, I think that's terrific customer services from them. But if they're doing that, where does the you know they're paying um, a fortune to, to for those rights? So where is that money coming from? It's absolutely inevitable that if they don't get the football back. Um, if the season's considered null and void, that they'll ask for some of their money back. Then they're not a charity. Um, the Premier League clubs have spent it, um, and and really, you know, we talked about unsustainable football. Football has to rethink the way that it does things. We, as fans, we've we've called for clubs to spend above and beyond their means. You know, I, I I've had these arguments with fans before, where some of them who've criticised Mike Ashley um, have criticised him for not basically pushing the boat out and spending money that the club doesn't have. And it's been like, well, why not? Because you know that the Premier League money's coming in the next year. And obviously nobody would expect this to happen. But the idea of a sustainable football club is not a bad one. It's not a bad one. And and, and it's one of the few things that I think Newcastle have done 
have done sort of really well. And I, and I, I do believe that as, as much as they could have done so many other things better, the idea of a football club that, that spends what it earns is, is, is the right thing. And, and, you know, I think you'll see some clubs who maybe have been reliant on multi-billionaire backers. It'll be interesting to see what happens to them because, you know, you've got the likes of Everton who spend way, way over what they're, um, you know what they what what they bring in, um, and you know teams like Villa and, and other clubs like that. You know that it'll be really interesting to see what the ramifications are for this. Football has to re- rethink. Really, um, the Premier League has kind of built up on a diet of transfers and you know making multi billion multi million pound mistakes that they can't afford to make, and 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 we can't keep going on like that. It's it's not it's not sustainable, and you know maybe as fans we need to be. You know, reconditioned about the way that transfers work and the way that football finance works because it, you know, it, it isn't sustainable. I mean, two weeks ago, when before all this, you know, all this was was became very real to us, we we carried a story about um, Bob Ratcliffe at Ineos saying that the, the the values that were placed on Premier League football clubs were totally and utterly unrealistic because you don't get any benefit from the amount you're paying. Well, you know, that is. That, that's that's true isn't it and and this is kind of showing showing up a little bit that they're not businesses at the moment that make a lot of sense and they're going to have to they're going to have to re- recalibrate that um i think it'd be a shame on the other point about the cups i think it'd be a shame to lose the league cup or the fa cup um i think there's other places where you could you could potentially you know tighten things up the international breaks do we need three before christmas i don't think we do um, but, you know, FIFA are going to have something to say about that. And just finally then, obviously, no football to talk about. No press conferences, no transfer rumours. Mark, as someone who heads up the football desk here at the Chronicle, how have you found reporting uh, during what has just been a few days and what are we going to do over the next couple of weeks, maybe the next couple of months, if this does continue? Well, yeah, I mean, I put a message out on um, on Monday, I think, um, asking uh, asking people what, what, what they wanted to read and got some brilliant suggestions there and we'll sort of start working through those. Um, I think I think you'll see some good stuff come out of it. You'll see some good reads and, and, and I... I I've been amazed at how the kind of the good humour of Newcastle fans about it, you know, they're really kind of embracing some of the nostalgia content. I mean, you did a, a great blog about the Arsenal 4-4, which, you know, a lot of people are reading. Um, and and I think I think for us, it's it's a chance to maybe start looking at other ways, other ways to report this football club. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really keen to kind of, open the floor to the bloggers and, and people to, to kind of see if they want it, if they've got something to say. Um, and it's been weird. It's been really, really, really weird. I think our staging point is always football, isn't it? We, we, the matches give us an agenda to talk about for the next week. And without that, we're going to have to kind of, you know, we're going to have to, to think differently, but you know, look, it, it, football journalism is, is, is a brilliant industry to be in. And, and, you know, I think we've, we've just got to think of it. You know, we might not have anything to talk about, just at the moment but um, you know football will be back and um, and we'll still be here when it doesn't but uh, but yeah it's anything that people want to want to read about I mean I've got a feature that I've been trying to you know, be prepping to work on for ages about Newcastle fans around the world and um, I'll be working on uh, I'll be working on that in the next few weeks I'm really looking forward to that actually because it's something that I've had on the pad for ages um, and I'm sure everybody's in the same boat with that well there you have it we hope you've enjoyed this podcast we're going to try and bring you at least two a week um, one light-hearted one 
which will be the Newcastle unpopular opinions. We want your opinions, so do please send them in to me over Twitter or over email. And anything that you want us to write about now, we have a bit more time. Please don't hesitate to get in touch with Mark or any of our writers. In the meantime, please do stay safe out there. This has been the Everything is Black and White podcast. <laughs>